last week I told you that uh, we would look at this, this question, what must I do to grow in gratitude? What's my responsibility in being a person who's, who's grateful in every season? And, and, uh, and so I'd like to answer that question tonight by looking at a story. But, but before we do, uh, let me give, give you just a quick recap of, of last week. Last week we looked at this verse in First Thessalonians, and it says in, in chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in, in Jesus Christ. And so the Apostle Paul, he's reminding the church of what God actually desires of people. And it's gratitude. It's thankfulness. It's, it's living life with appreciation. Everybody say appreciation. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. So I appreciate you saying that with me. Okay. And, uh, but but uh, to, to honor God, we have to be people of gratitude, which means this. And, and you maybe have experienced this before. Uh, this means that you can be doing all of the right things. Like you can be the perfect Christian person. And this is actually part of why I think a lot of people don't like Christians. Like you can be a person who goes to church, sings loud at church, reads the Bible, prays every day, uh, serves the poor, visits people in prison. You can, you can do all of the right things. Uh, but if you do it with a sour attitude, uh, you're, you're doing it outside of the will of God. Isn't that interesting? Do you know why that is? It's because God uh, desires that, that we... we, we uh, not just go through the motions, but we actually enjoy the life that he's given us, which is like pretty good news, right? That, that God gives us things to do that are actually worth doing, that, that we can appreciate doing, that, that we, we find meaningful and life-giving. Like, what, like, wouldn't it be amazing if everything that you leaned into in your life you enjoyed doing? Right? Like, it'd be so good. Thank you, Emily. It'd be so good, right? And, and this is what God has called us to be, and, and, and you might be thinking, well, I'm not a Christian, so I don't know that I'm really called to do this. And, and, and can I just say that, that it's, it's God's will, not just for Christians, but it's God's will for everyone. In fact, uh, God made all people with this in mind, that, that, they, would, that they were designed and, and destined to be people uh, overflowing with thankfulness. Uh, could you imagine what our world would be like if we were just all, all pumped about the, the positives in life? Like how different our world, world would look if we focused on the positives, not the negatives. If we, if we like practiced Thanksgiving Day gratitude year round, like if it wasn't seasonal, if it wasn't just on uh, the the third Thursday and is it the third or fourth, fourth Thursday and sixth Thursday in November, in November, right? You, you guys are so clever. Okay, but it, it, this is what what God has designed for us. And, and so, uh, without any uh, any more rambling for me, can I just give you the two things that'll make you a person who's grateful all the time? There's two habits. That if you apply it to your life, will make you grateful all the time. And here's the first one. Uh, if you appreciate what you have, you'll be a person who's always growing in gratitude. If you appreciate what you have, you'll be a person who's always growing in gratitude. And, and really, anybody can do this. Uh, it's as simple as at the end of the day, writing a list of 10 things that, that you have that, that you can appreciate. So you, know, you write something like, uh, my friend Susie, or uh, uh, that Burger King Philly cheesesteak that I ate, right, or, uh, <laughs> or getting off of work earlier. I, I don't know what you're grateful for, right, or what you have, but, uh, but just, just taking note of the things that you appreciated about your life. And do you know what happens when you do this? Uh, it, when, when you have this, uh, um, this date with this piece of paper, uh, this list of grateful, is you begin to, to go through your life trying to, 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 to highlight the things that you have that you can appreciate. So, so you're like, you're driving home from school and you're like, I haven't hit a red light yet. And you're like, man, that's such a, I'm so grateful for that. And it, it trains you to be a person who's grateful for what you have. And, and here's the deal. Uh, anybody, anybody can do this, but most people don't. 
and, and, and yet, it's something that, that if we do, we find ourselves growing in gratitude pretty consistently. It's, it's this ability to find joy in the little things. Now, um, I worked for a pastor when I was in college at Fresno State, and uh, his name was Josh. And he was like, one of those guys that found the silver lining in every situation. You guys know those people? Just, they, they can always find, like, uh, a way to spin the negative positive. And, and I remember uh, he, he would do this constantly. But I remember one time at sending out uh, in particular, uh, I went to um, a hospital visitation with him. Anybody ever visit anybody in a hospital? Not fun place, right? And, and we're visiting this guy. He's an old guy. He's in hospice, which means he's getting ready to die. And, and we, we walk into this room, and, and I remember just being stunned. He's surrounded by family, and their, their, face, their faces are sorrow-filled and tear-streaked, right? And, and everybody's sad, and everybody's close, and, and, and he's, looking, he's looking worn and, and weary. And I just felt the heaviness of the situation. You ever been in that situation? Just the situation feels heavy. He goes, with me, Right? And, uh, and so we, we pray for this family, uh, and, uh, and I watched Josh um, uh, lean into the moment. And, and as we're walking out of Kaiser, I remember him saying this, and it, it, was, it was stunning. It's still t- stunning to me this, to this day, but he said this. He said, uh, what a beautiful thing to be so loved at the end. That's, what, that's all he said. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, right? Like, uh, <laughs> what? He said, can I say it again? What a, he said, what a beautiful thing to be so loved at the end. Now, uh, I, I just want... To, to point something out to you, I, I, I didn't know what he was talking about because all that, that I saw were sad faces, but, but all that he saw were loving hearts. Do you see the difference? This is, this is what it means to, to, to have the habit of gratitude, to, to have this habit of appreciating what you have, not what you don't. Are you with me? And so often, we get short-circuited here. We get stuck here. We, we find ourselves in, in uh, this cycle of seasonal gratitude where we appreciate life when it's good and, and we hate life when it's bad. But, but God, he, he desires that we be grateful in every circumstance. And, and part of being grateful in every circumstance is, is being people who appreciate uh, what we have, not what we don't. And, and, and so often, we get frustrated with God when we should be grateful to him, right? Uh, think about it, right? We, uh, we wanted a solution, uh, but God gave us understanding, isn't that so annoying? He's like, here's what I'm doing. We're like, but I wanted you to fix it. Or, or here's another one. Uh, we, um, we wanted a miracle, but, uh, but, but God made us a promise. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you through this. You're like, no, I want you to fix it, right? You guys with me? Or, or here's another one. This is not hitting close. This one will hit closer to home, right? We, we, wanted, we wanted a girlfriend, but he gave us a best friend. All right? And we're like, man, I, I just want a spouse. I just want a significant other. But I just keep getting friend zone. And we're disappointed. We're not grateful. <laughs> but, but see, this is, man, this is the practice of, of appreciating what you have, not what you don't. You see, man, God gives us so many good things. But so often our expectations rob us of really appreciating what we have. Are you with me? That's the first thing. Uh, here's the second thing. And then, and then I'll sort of uh, uh, put them into context. Second thing is, is this. Uh, you, you regularly receive the gifts of God. If you want to grow in gratitude, uh, man, all it takes is regularly receiving from, from God. Gifts from God. The grace of God. Uh, because here's the deal. If you have lots of reasons to be grateful, lots of consistent reasons to be grateful, then gratitude just naturally grows. If you, receive, if you learn to receive regularly from God, then you have more to appreciate about your life. 
And, and here's the thing that's cool about receiving from God is that, that God, God never runs out of resources, right? Sometimes your circumstances have nothing to offer you. Uh, sometimes uh, life just keeps throwing you lemons. You guys with me, right? Like, just like, man, I cannot believe that happened, right? Like, it, it comes cyclically, right? Your, your, your car breaks down, and, uh, uh, and, and, and then uh, tuition comes up, and then you lose your job, and you're like, seriously? Like, life is just hosing me right now. But, but here's the deal. When life hoses you, uh, God provides for you. And, and, and so, man, uh, if we're going to be people of gratitude, then, then it, it, it starts uh, with uh, appreciating what we have and then receiving regularly from the God who, who always has something to offer us. And, and here's why this is so important. Uh, you see, it, it's really hard to be grateful for yesterday's provision. You guys don't, don't want to be, let, me, let me put it into perspective. So uh, I can really appreciate yesterday's meal until I get hungry. Right, like hung, hunger attacks our gratitude so quickly, does it not? Because, because we have this, this longing, and this desire, this empty stomach that's like, feed me, see more. Sorry. Uh, thank you. But, but here's the deal. Yesterday's provision uh, is, is not sustainable for our gratitude. We, 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 God designed us to receive from him regularly. In fact, that's why the Lord's Prayer says, give us today our daily bread, right? He says, man, God, God wants to give us provision daily. He wants to, to meet our needs, to, to speak to our hearts, to encourage our lives daily. And, and, and if we become people who receive from him regularly, gratitude naturally grows in, in, in such a way that we can be grateful every day or, in, in other words, in every season, right? And this is God's will for us in Christ. And that's why Paul, he, 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 in, in 1 Thessalonians 5, he says, be thankful in everything. And then he offers us this, uh, this little how-to uh, how uh, verse right after it. Thank, you, you nailed it, Emily. He says this, don't stifle the spirit or don't quench the, the spirit. He says, hey, hey where, where God is working, where God is giving you something, uh, don't quench it. Don't don't, uh, don't uh, spray down that fire with a hose. Don't a pil- put a pillow over God's, sp- the spirit of God's face, right? He's like, don't stifle the spirit. Like, but this is what we do so often. I mean, that's pretty morbid, but you can't kill God, which is good news. But, but we try and silence him, do we not? And, and you see, uh, believers receive the grace of God by being led by his spirit. His spirit takes us to places of provision. He, he leads us beside still waters. He restores our old famous psalm, right? And, and, and God leads us. And, and so often we quench the spirit when, when we refuse to go where God is leading us. Uh, we, we quench the spirit when we refuse to do what God is asking us to do. Or, or uh, on the other side, when we refuse uh, to, to not do uh, what he's asking us not to do. We, we quench the spirit. And then he says this, don't despise prophecies. Now, prophecies is a weird word, but, but very literally it means uh, uh, the word of the Lord. So prophecies uh, is not actually... Uh, a future prediction. When the Bible talks about prophecies, it's talking about something that God has spoken to a specific person. You guys with me? So he says, don't despise prophecies. He's saying, uh, don't despise what God is saying to you. And, and you see, believers receive the grace of God on the daily when they hear God speaking into their lives, speaking encouragement, speaking correction, speaking challenges. But when we despise what God says, we limit our ability to receive from him. And you're like, well, I don't, I don't despise what God has to say to me. I just don't feel like he's saying anything. No, no. Uh, can I just tell you, if you're not hearing from God, 
It's not because he's not speaking. It's probably because you don't want to hear what he has to say. Let me give you a few examples, okay? Because uh, this is uh, something that I feel in my own life constantly, and I see in the lives of people because sinfulness has this habit uh, of despising what God tells us to do. Here's a few examples. Uh, first, uh, you guys ready? you guys up for this? Okay, cool. All right, here we go. So here's the first example. Uh, when, when we've been hurt, uh, somebody sins against us, someone wrongs us, someone offends us, uh, oftentimes God will tell us, forgive them. Forgive them. And, and you know what I, what I uh, feel when God tells me to forgive someone who's wronged me? Really? Come on, God. Like, you, you're going to let them get away with it, right? Like, you guys, you guys ever been there? Like, you want, you want me to forgive that fool, right? <laughs> and, and do you know what that is? That's despising the prophecy of God. It's despising what God has spoken. He says, hey, it's, man, a life that's, that's well lived, that's full, it is marked by forgiveness. In fact, the Lord's Prayer again says, forgive your debtors as I have forgiven you. And, and so we despise, or, or here's, here's, uh, I don't, you know, here's another one. Uh, when, when we're really comfortable, when our lives, when our life is clicking and things are going right, uh, we resent, we resent uh, the spirit of Christ telling us uh, to, to sacrifice ourselves for the sake of someone else, to disrupt our comfort, to help someone else, to give away our savings, to bless someone else. We, we're like, God, are you kidding me? Like, if I give away that $1,000, then I won't have $1,000. That doesn't make sense at all. You guys, you guys ever been there, right? And, and we, we despise what God said. Or, or here's, here's one that's maybe in the spirit of hitting close to home. Uh, it, you know, uh, God says a lot of things that we don't like to hear about sex, Right? And, and I, can, I can barely say this without getting, getting someone to roll their eyes at me, but, but the, the Bible over and over and over, God, God says, hey, I, I created sex for, uh, to, to, to create intimacy between a husband and a wife, to, to, to deepen their connection, to deepen their bond, to, to draw them closer together. And, and so, so you should use sex in the context of, of marriage. And, 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 and as soon as I say that to people, they're like, man, that guy's such a prude. Come on. That's not how the world works, right? Are you, but that's despising the voice of God. You guys with me? And, and over and over again, we hear, we hear God say something to us. We're like, he can't really mean that. He can't really be expecting me to do that. And, and, and here's what we do. When we despise the voice of God, we limit our ability to receive from his spirit. And, and then Paul follows up. He says, he says this, but test all things, hold on to what is good, and stay away from every kind of evil. In other words, he's saying, when God leads you somewhere, or when God says something to you, uh, hey, make sure it's God speaking, and once you know, lean into it. Lean into it. Lean into the good that he asks you to do, and, and, and lean away from the evil that he's telling you to, to watch out for. Are you guys, you guys with me? So here are the, here are the two things. Uh, appreciate what you have and regularly, regularly receive from the Spirit of God, the gifts of God, the grace of God. Now, uh, anybody can appreciate what they have. In fact, uh, anybody can receive uh, some things from, from God. Uh, the, there's, uh, the theologians call this common grace. How many of you have heard of common grace? So common grace is this idea that God, God blesses every person on earth uh, with, with things. He gives us all access to, to these common gifts, things like family, friendship, food, laughter, art, music, right? Like these are things that, that anybody can enjoy, right? You guys, you guys with me? And, and so we can appreciate, the, anybody can appreciate what they have. They can appreciate Spotify, right? You guys, you guys with me? 
Now, here's an example of appreciating what you have. Uh, I was listening to Spotify the other day, and the 30-second the commercial that allows you to listen to 30 minutes comes on. Here's a, a 30, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about? This, this, uh, thir- this next 30 minutes of music is brought to you by, right? and, and, you, and you turn it down and you let it play. And you know what? <laughs> you know what I did? <laughs> you guys, you guys right? it's Spotify, right? It's amazing. But, uh, but I'm, I'm listening to this commercial, I'm like, oh, this is the worst, right? Like, I have to listen to a 30-second commercial. Do you, do you know what that is? Man, that's, that's a person of, uh, not appreciating what they have, but appreciating what they don't have, which is Spotify Premium, right? I, I'm just not willing to pay for it. But, uh, but man, uh, what, what a different attitude it is to say, man, isn't it incredible that I have access to this free app that lets me listen to basically any song that, that's ever been written, right? It's, it's crazy. I, like, I looked up a, uh, a band that I listened to in college that probably none of you heard, Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. I'm like listening to Ted Leo and the Pharmacist. He's like all funky and stuff. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I, I can't find the CD anywhere, but it's on Spotify. Like, do you see what I mean? Do you see what I mean? Appreciating what you have and also receiving from God. These are the two things that we need. Now, um, these are things that are not easy to do, not easy to lean into. And, uh, and, and I'd like to just um, read a, from a story in Deuteronomy 8. Uh, to sort of uh, talk about how God helps us to become people who appreciate what we have and be people who receive from him. Sound good? Sweet. I'm, I'm just, I, I need your help. Okay, uh, here's the deal. Uh, this story starts in Deuteronomy 8, and, and it's basically um, Moses giving a farewell address, right? So he, he knows he's about to die, and so he's about to hand over the mantle of leadership to his, this dude Joshua, right? He's like, Joshua's going to lead you, but here are a few things that I want you to, to remember. You guys with me? And so, so he basically, uh, he recaps for, for Israel uh, what God has been doing the last 40 years as they've wandered around this desert. Uh, it's, that sounds fun, right? So they've been wandering around this desert, and, and he gives this uh, farewell uh, address. Let me, let me read you the first part. It says this. He says, in verse 2, he says, Remember that the Lord your God led you on the entire journey these 40 years in the wilderness, so that he might humble, humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. Now, can you guys just circle, do you guys have this on your line? Circle that word test. You guys find that word test? Circle that word test. Now, uh, when, when God tests us, he doesn't test us to figure out how good we are. Like, when we think about tests, we usually think about uh, earning something, right? You go and you take a test in school to, to earn a grade, to get, to get the A, so you can get the scholarship, so you can get uh, the valedictorian status, so that you can get into grad school, so that you can get a job, right? Like taking tests usually for us is about earning something. You guys with me? All right, so, so when, when God says, he's, he, he's not saying, hey, I, I want to give you a test so you can earn my faith. He's not, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, I've been with you this whole time. This isn't about you earning anything. This is so that you can know what's in your heart. You guys with me? And, and so he says, hey, listen, I, I've been leading you in the wilderness so that you can know what's in your heart, and, and specifically whether or not you would keep his commands. Now, uh, I had this experience, and I don't know, maybe you guys remember this, maybe not. Uh, some, of, some of you may have been a little bit young, but uh, when the Columbine shooting happened, it was one of the, the first mass school shootings. You guys re- remember that? Uh, I was a teenager when that happened, and, uh, and I remember hearing the story about a girl who, who one of the gunmen walked up to in the cafeteria and, and asked her if she believed in God, and when she said yes, uh, the gunman shot her. You guys 
You guys uh, ever hear the story? So I remember hearing the story as a teenager and going to church, and everybody's asking this question, right? They're saying, what would you have said? What would you have said, right? And I, and I, and I began to think about this question. What, what would I have said? Do, do, I, do I believe God enough to, um, to lay down my life? to say I believe in him? Do, do I trust him enough in that moment uh, to, to say no to the fear and say, yes, I believe in Jesus? Like, what would I say? And, and it was troubling because it was the first time that I ever realized that I didn't know what was in my heart. It was the first time I, I, I didn't know what I would do if I was faced with the circumstance. Are you guys with me? And, and, and when, God said, when God says this, he says, I led you into the wilderness to test you, to, to show you what was in your heart. He's saying, uh, you, you don't know what's in your heart, so I'm going to put you in a situation where you can see uh, where your faith is, so you can see where your trust is, so you can see what you really appreciate. And, and here's, here's the, first, the first thing that God does to help us become people who appreciate what we have and, and to receive regularly from, regularly from him. Uh, he reveals what's really in our hearts. And he, he reveals what, what our hearts really appreciate. Uh, because the reality is, is that sometimes we, we, we struggle to receive from God because we don't actually want what he's offering. We, we don't actually want what God is offering. And this is where the Israelites found themselves, right? He, God had led them out of, out of slavery in Egypt. You guys remember, I, I loved referencing the friends of Egypt, right? Let my people go, right? He set, sets them free. And, and this, so this is Egypt. He sets them free, and he leads them into this desert. And, uh, and can I tell you, this, this desert is a, a seven-day walk from one end to the other, right? So, so he leads them in the desert to reveal what's in their heart. Uh, and and, and do, you know what, do you know what gets revealed in their hearts? You no? Know? Here's, what, here's what gets revealed. is They don't trust God at all. They're, they're afraid. Because why would you spend seven days in a desert, or why would you spend 40 years in a desert that takes seven days to cross? You guys, you guys with me? And, and, and oftentimes, here's the deal. Oftentimes God will lead us into a wilderness. He'll lead us into a valley. He'll lead us into a difficult circumstance to reveal whether or not we actually trust him to give us good things. To, 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 to reveal in our hearts Man, what we really value. Do we value what God is, is telling us? Do we value what God is encouraging us with? Do we, do we value and appreciate where God is leading us, or do we doubt it? Uh, because the Israelites, they come to the edge of this river, and on the other side, they, they send spies across, and, and they find that it's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's like, uh, where does Winnie the Pooh live? It's like that place, right? It's amazing. Like, there's the tigers bouncing around, it's, but... But, but, uh, but what, they, they see God's generosity on the other side of the river, and all they see are giants. All they see are giants. They see, man, it's, it's a generous place. It's a beautiful land. God, God, God has told us he's going give to give us this land, but, but we don't believe that he's actually going to help us. And, and here's, here's the deal. They wanted an easy meal, and, and, and God said, I, I want to set a table before you in the presence of enemies. And they resented God for it. And as a result, they wandered the desert and they grumbled and complained and it robbed them of gratitude. And, and here's, here's the deal. Is, well, here's what I want you to understand. Is, man, if, if you're going to be a person who appreciates what you have, then you have to learn to receive regularly from God. 
And, and you will not be able to receive regularly from God until you acknowledge that there are some things in your heart uh, that, that don't appreciate what God has to offer. That there, there, there are sinful attitudes, there are, there are areas of doubt, there are things that we don't believe that God actually means uh, to, to be for our best. Are you with me? And, and so God will lead us into a desert to reveal what's really in our heart. And, and the wilderness revealed in, in the hearts of the Israelites that, that they, they, were, they were following a blessing, they were following a preference, they were, they were following comfort, they were avoiding conflict, uh, but they didn't really appreciate a God that leads and empowers people to take new ground. Do you know uh, that, that gratitude, that a lot of gratitude is rooted in a willingness to walk in faith, uh, to, to be willing to, to step into new ground, into new territory? I mean, think about it, right? Uh, so many of the incredible moments in our life are the moments we, where we took, we took a risk, we took a step of faith, right? To have that conversation, to ask that person out, uh, to move to a different city, uh, to, 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 to go back to school, uh, to quit a job to pursue a dream, uh, to, uh, to, to start a project that nobody, that nobody believed you could uh, accomplish. That, that man, God, God satisfies us as we live by faith and we step into new territory because God wants to give us more. And, and so he, he leads the, the people of Israel into the wilderness uh, to teach them how to appreciate uh, what they have, but more than that, to, to teach them how to appreciate what God is trying to give them. And, and here's, here's, uh, here's the second thing that God is doing. Uh, man, when, when we, he starts to reveal our hearts, he, he begins to also remind us of what he's already given us. God will remind you of what you have, what he's given you. And, and God, God reminds us of his power and provision, uh, that, that what we have is beyond uh, what we could accomplish on our own. This is a really interesting verse that goes on in the story. It says in Deuteronomy 8, verse 4, it says, so remember, they're in a desert, you guys with me? Which means they're wandering around in a place without a lot of cattle, uh, without a, um, an H&M, right? Like there's not a clothing store. And, and, and so, uh, so he, he says this, hey, hey, remember, your clothing didn't wear out and your feet did not swell for these 40 years. He's like, you've been, you've been walking in a desert for 40 years in the same clothes. Can you imagine? Okay, so everybody has, you got, you're wearing the same clothes you're wearing tonight. And for 40 years, you just walk around the city of Fresno it's over and over and over again. Like, it's, it's a seven-day walk, right? Like, so so it's, it's, it's just around the city of Fresno, right? And it's just walk 40 years. And it's like, hey, you guys, you guys do understand that, that that's not how clothes work? Right? Like, I, I wear a pair of jeans for, like, one year, and then it's, like, already split in the, the crotch, right? Like, just, I, need, I need to lose some weight, clearly. But, but God's like... Man, you got no splits in your seams. Like, you're good. Your clothes, they still, they're still not worn out. Do you know, do you, do you recognize that, that God has given you so much more than you could have acquired on your own? That, that we have so, we've been given so much more than so many people have. I mean, just, we, we just had a, 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 an election, right, voting. Like, do you know how many cultures have been fighting for a vote? For centuries, and, and you, you know how much I've had to fight to vote? None, none at all, right? To have to have that. Well, do you know? Do you know that God, man, God has put you in a position where you have so so much. And and, and here's 
here's what God will do. And so begin to remind you of the things that you have. As you, as you begin to practice this habit of appreciating what you have, he'll, he'll remind you of all of the things you, that you have. And, and as you listen to God and, and as you orient your life around uh, what you have, not what you don't, you'll begin to see that God has been walking with you and providing for you in, in so many more ways than you would ever have recognized. And, and, and here's the funny thing, is that, that oftentimes it's difficult to appreciate how God blessed us 10 years ago uh, until we experience his blessing today. Because, because we, we, we look back 10 years ago and we forget that it was God that did it. Uh, we, we begin to take credit for what we have uh, because, because we're not regularly receiving from him. And, and, and gratitude always short circuits when we're not regularly receiving from here. Here's the, here's the third thing quickly and then, then we'll call it. Um, I mean, to grow, God helps us grow in gratitude by promising you more. And God helps you develop these habits of, of gratitude by, by promising you more. If you think about it, right, anybody can be grateful for what they have, but, but not everybody can practice this habit of receiving from God. Receiving from, from God requires faith. It requires believing in him. It requires trusting him enough to, to, to say yes to his leading, to, to say yes to what he says uh, to you. And, and one of the things that's so interesting about this story of the Israelites is God over and over and over again, he tells them, hey, I'm leading you to a land that's bountiful. I'm leading you to this place that's incredible. Like, come on, let's go. I have more for you. In fact, it's the first thing that he says to them. He says, hey, hey, remember, I, I wanted to lead you to this land. And, th- and then he says this in Deuteronomy 8, 5. He says, uh, uh, in verse 1, he says, keep in mind the Lord God has been dis- disciplining, disciplining you just as a man disciplines his son. Well, why does he have to discipline the Israelites? It's because they won't go where he's telling them to go. He's like, hey, do this, do this, do what I'm asking you to do. Obey my commands. All I want you to do is cross a river. Just cross a river. Come on, guys, cross a river. Like, if you don't cross a river, you're going to be in timeout in the desert, right? Like, cross a river. Like, 40 years of timeout. Just cross the river. Come on, son. Cross the river, right? Isn't that so ho- how often God speaks to us? He's like, like, all I want you to do is just take a step across the river. What is your river? Like, well, what has God been asking you to do? Where, where has he been asking you to go? Because, because where he's asking you to go, there's more. There's more on the other side of the river. He says, cross the, the river. And for 40 years, they, 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 he disciplines them. And he's like, no, no, come on, guys. Like, just cross the river. Time out in the desert. And, and then he says this. So, so keep the commands of the Lord your God by what? By walking in his ways and fearing him. And then here's the, the big the big four, right? It says, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a, you guys see it? Into a good land. A, a land with streams of water, springs, and deep water sources flowing in both hills and valleys. Now, this is interesting, right? Because uh, the Israelites, uh, they have a lot of shepherds, right? Which means they're sheep, and sheep need uh, green leaves, green grass. <laughs> good try, good, good try. They need green grass. And do you know, that, that in almost every uh, region of the world that, that uh, shepherds have to move sheep uh, from, from the hills to the valleys because the grass, uh, the grass dies on the hills during certain seasons. They bring them to the valley where it's cool. Uh, and then it dies in the valley because it's hot. And they move them to the, the hill. You know, so they move them to the ground where it's, you know, and he's like, you guys don't even have to move your sheep. Like there's, there's green grass and water on the hills and in the, or the hills and the valleys, right? He's like, okay, let's keep going. I guess you're not 
sheep people, but okay. Uh, hills and valleys. And it says, a land of wheat, barley, vines, fig newtons, pomegranates, and, uh, a land of olive oil and honey. Uh, 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 this is a good one, right? Uh, a land where you will eat food without shortage. Hometown buffet, right? All day, every day. Uh, no, no fee to get in. Where you will lack what? It's like, can you imagine, right, if, if you didn't lack anything? Do you think gratitude would be difficult? Would it? Like if you had everything that you, you could ever want or need. Man, gratitude becomes so, so much easier when we're regularly receiving what God wants to give us. And, and so often, uh, gratitude doesn't grow in our lives because we're not receiving from him. And, and here's how we receive from him is, is we, we, we live by faith and we step across the river. And then he says this. He says, a land whose rocks and iron and from who, who, whose hills you will mine copper. In, in, in other words, there's diamonds in the hills, right? There's, there's, gold, there's gold in these valleys. <laughs> you guys ever go mine for gold, right? Or pan for gold? But, but notice he says, that under the rocks there are, there's copper and precious metals. In, in other words, sometimes what God gives you requires you to work a little bit. You got to dig for the diamonds. Are you with me? And, and so, man, so when we, when we walk in obedience to, to cross rivers and to dig out the diamonds, that we find God satisfying us, uh, providing for us, uh, giving good gifts regularly. And sometimes God gives a gift that needs to be unwrapped, uh, with a, maybe with a pickaxe, some blood, sweat, and tears. You, you know, it's, uh, you know it's, I say often uh, that, that people are interesting, that, that every single person that I've ever met is interesting, but, but do, you know, do you know what's uh, a bummer about that? Is that some people, you, you have to really dig to get to the interesting bits. You know, the people who are maybe a little bit more reserved, more quiet, uh, people who, who, are, who are less introspective, you, you got to you gotta ask maybe more than one question to get them really talking. But, but you find that, man, when you dig a little bit, you can find incredible, incredible gold. I'm sorry, that was a little extra, just an extra tidbit. And then here's, here's what he says. Uh, I, I want to give you more. And then he says this. This is, this is the, the verse that if you're going to remember any verse, verse 10 is the one to remember. It says, when, when you eat and are full, you will what? You will praise the Lord your God for the, the good land he has, what, given you. You see, uh, God, uh, he teaches us how to be people uh, who practice habits of, of gratitude by promising us more, by, by leading us to places where we can receive more from him. And, and uh, if you want to be a person of gratitude, man, you can start with appreciating what you have, uh, really, anybody can start there because, man, God graciously gives us gifts, common graces, things that, that, we have ac- that every person on the planet has access to, uh, meaningful relationships, uh, delicious meals, right, uh, music, art, uh, uh, creativity, things that, that every person has uh, within them or uh, within arm's reach of them. Uh, but, but to be a person who, who's grateful, even in those dry valleys, those difficult seasons, those, those painful seasons of life, and you have to be a person who's, who's uh, developed the, the habit of receiving from God. And often in church, we talk about 
being people who are people of the word, reading the Bible. And, and that's important because that's where we hear from God. Uh, but, but oftentimes we don't like to read the Bible, not because it's hard to understand, but because we despise what God is saying to us. Because we don't actually want to hear what God thinks is best. And, and, and so many people get stuck here. They think, man, the church is just, they're just being judgmental and telling me how to live my life. But, but here's the deal. I, I don't want to dictate the terms of your life. I just want you to know the God who will lead you to, to more. And, and so, so when we tell you to read your Bible, uh, we, we're, doing it, we're telling you that so, so that you can hear from God and, and, and enjoy walking in his ways and, and walking by faith, being people who, who say that the, what's on the other side of that river looks terrifying to me, but I know that there's more. I know that God will give me victory. I know that God prepares the table before me, even in the presence of my enemies. That's what it means to live by faith. And, and that's why gratitude is at the, the heart of God. That's why gratitude is, is God's will for our lives, is because uh, to be people who are growing in gratitude, who, who are grateful in every season, uh, we have to continue to walk with him. Uh, that verse in First Thessalonians, I'll, I'll just read it one more time for you. It says, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ. In, in other words, if you're going to be a person who's thankful in every season, who's grateful and appreciates every moment of their life, even the really hard ones, you have to be in Christ. You have to know him. You have to be surrendered to him in such a way where you, you don't quench the spirit where he leads you, and you don't despise what God has said to you in the person of Jesus Christ. And, and so tonight, uh, I'd like you to, to a- ask yourself this question. Am I a person who's willing to receive what, where God is leading me and what God is saying to me? Uh, because because if, you, if you, you answer no to that question, then there's something revealed in your heart, uh, something, some, some uh, area of of uh, your heart that's unsurrendered to the things of God. And as long as you're outside uh, of uh, the will of God in Christ, man, gratitude uh, will always find itself uh, seasonal. How cool would it be, right, if we, we trusted Jesus in such a way where we, we were always receiving from him, uh, if we were always receiving good things so that, that even in the worst moments we could, uh, we could come out of that hospital room and say, And what a beautiful thing to be loved at the end.